This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, I had to dust off my driver's seat. No, I'll I'll never go back. uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. I'm too old. I mean, there's there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Horseman to the inside. He's got Max Dambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horseman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace his tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemler. Going with Chris Trevor, the Hills Racing 47 Knot. This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is three-time dirt car UMP national champion Rusty Schlink. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans, and welcome into Horsepower Happenings on a beautiful, uh, chilly Monday evening. Uh, Also, didn't mention this last week, so... Uh, happy belated Veterans Day to all those, including Rich France. Uh, appreciate you and uh, your service. So now that that's out of the way, let's get into what's happening in a Motor City Minute. Some things happening locally. The 2023 Ravers Rumble for the street stocks at Kalamazoo Speedway will now pay $5,000 to win. The announcement was made earlier this morning. Performance Plus Auto Fabrication stepped up to add money to the event. It's the biggest yet in 2023. Berlin Raceway announced winners, shares, and dates for their two biggest events for super late models. The Battle at Berlin 250, paying $30,000 to win, set for August 9th. And then the Money in the Bank, $10,000, is on the table, scheduled for June 7th of 2023. And those things and so much more happening tonight on Horsepower Happenings. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from across the way. Good evening, sir, and happy belated Veterans Day. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you very much. How was your weekend, Zach? Oh, it was busy, but it was a lot of fun and uh, kind of kept on up what was going on down south. We had some friends uh, down in Georgia playing around a little bit, and, uh, man, they put on a pretty good show, didn't they? Yeah, you know, uh, the word domination, Zach, sometimes we use that word a little bit loosely at times, but uh, after Ricky Thornton Jr. thoroughly dismantled a top-notch field in the Castro Flow Racing Night in America, uh, finale at the Peach State Classic at Sonoyo Raceway on Saturday night. There wasn't much left to say. In a 20-minute race where Thornton finished crossed the finish line 10 seconds ahead of his competition and lapped all but five cars, that was the one word that just seemed fitting. RTJ made a solid $53,000-plus statement as he grabbed his richest victory of the season and wrapped up the $15,000 runner-up check for the second-year tour only behind 2022 tour champion Brandon Shepard. The outcome was never in doubt. Thornton built up a three, almost three and a half second lead <clears throat> after 10 laps. And while that margin was cut to a little over a second, about uh, several laps later when he hit his biggest batch of lap traffic, once Thornton cleared the lap traffic, he built up an insurmountable lead that kept him out of the sight of his competition the rest of the way. Hudson O'Neill and David Moran would complete the podium. And Kyle Bronson would pick up his first win, Zach, first win of 2022 wow. on Friday night in the opener, collecting a nice $20,000 payday. Now, Zach, can you believe it? 
if I told you Kyle Bronson would not pick up his first win until November, would you have laughed at me? I'm telling you, it's been a tough season, hasn't it? I mean, that, and that car's been fast. We've just seen him get tangled up in some garbage uh, in some of these big races, and I think that tells you really how competitive the late model scene is this year that it took him that long. It's pretty pretty tough, huh? That's got to be a huge monkey on his back, uh, and that $20,000 probably $20,000 probably doesn't hurt either. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you know, the Arkham Menard Series announced their schedule on Friday. They'll race 20 times in 19 different tracks in 2023, kicking off the 70th anniversary season with its 60th race at Daytona International Speedway, and they'll conclude with the championship event at home at Toledo Speedway. The season opener will mark the 60th visit for the series to Daytona, dating back to 1964. Then the rest of the schedule looks pretty much like it has in years past. In March, they'll go to Phoenix Raceway, then April to Talladega Super Speedway before May kicks off a pair of intermediate tracks with Kansas Speedway and Charlotte Motor Speedway. June 17th, Berlin Raceway right here in Michigan. They'll host the Arkham Menard Series for the first time in quite some time. June 24th, Elko Speedway will be the home. Then July 7th, Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. July 15th at Iowa Speedway. July 21st at Pocono. Back to Michigan on August 4th at the big track, Michigan International Speedway. August 11th, down to Lucas Oil IRP. Watkins Glen, August 18th. Illinois State Fairgrounds on the 20th. The Milwaukee Mile on the 27th. State Fairgrounds, uh, DeCoyne State Fairgrounds, September 3rd. Kansas, back to Kansas, September 8th. Then Bristol, the 14th. Salem Speedway on September 30th. And then Toledo Speedway to round things out on October 7th. I like it. It's a well-rounded schedule. like to see that the dirt tracks are still on there, Rich, but I hope that they take into account what we saw this year and make some changes with those windscreens. Yep, and I am really glad that they put the championship back at Toledo. We had a great crowd that night. It was a great race, great event. So it's great to see two years in a row now uh, the Arkham Menard Series championship back here locally at Toledo. Well, now on the phone lines is our first interview of the night, and uh, Rich, this driver, makes his home in Bay City, Michigan, picking up an IMCA Modified Track Championship this summer over at Tri-City Speedway. Kendall Morrison, welcome into Horsepower Happenings. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Man, a longtime dirt racer. You spent some time in the Pro Stocks division and, and uh, then decided IMCA Modifieds was going to be the place for you for a couple of years. Um, and uh, good-looking race car, one of my favorite-looking race cars on the racetrack. And then, you know, uh, a really consistent season for you. You kind of Matt kenseth your way to a championship because <laughs> no wins at Tri-City this year, man, but it was enough to get the job done. Yeah, yeah, everybody always told me growing up, uh, consistency was key. I guess I, I followed their advice there. Talk to me about, uh, before we get too in-depth into this season, give me a little Reader's Digest version about Kendall Morrison uh, and your path to where you are now as an IMC Modified Champion. Oh, man. I mean, my, my grandpa did some racing back in the day, so did my dad, and they uh, got me big into dirt bikes when I was just a little guy, and uh, I started racing dirt bikes when I was four years old and kind of worked my way up through go-karts and four-cylinders and been at it for a long time now. How long would you say you've been at it? Oh, since 2004, so whatever the math is on that one. Yeah, so about 18 <laughs> years, uh, about 18 years of, uh, of doing it. So now is this, uh, I was a little hazy on this. First or second year in Modifieds for you? 
Uh, it's my second full year. Okay. Um, I got an opportunity to drive a buddy's car a few years ago, so you can count that one if you want, but this is my second full year. All right, so second full year, uh, you're coming out in 2022. You know, last year in, in 21, you're looking at a lot of races, a couple of wins, a lot of top fives, lots of top tens last year. Um, what was your was your goal this year, championship, or did you guys have a goal when you set out? I mean, you had wins at Tri-City and Crystal. kind of had some options when you unloaded this year. Yeah, I mean uh... – we always kind of like to follow the points, especially at Tri-City. I mean, it's only 10 minutes from my house. Uh, we at least like try to run for points one night a week. Uh, we wanted to do a little bit more traveling than we did, but I think we ended up doing more traveling last year than this year. But, yeah, points are always always a goal. I noticed when I was looking up your, your bio information, you know, you started out, like you said, ra- racing um, motocross and 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 then quarter midgets and, and and you raced on pavement and you were all always always seemed to be up in the points near the front. Um, when you get into the IMCA modified division, does that help you with the competition that that you have to face week in and week out? Oh no, it's no help at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a lot of. I mean, it don't matter where you go, even you go to Silver Bullet. You know, they got a little bit lower car count than most of the tracks, but there's still them four guys who, who who run up front every week and they're they're hard to beat talk to me about running different racetracks uh some guys like to go to one place uh you've obviously been to silver bullet tri-city merit um how, how do you make it work where you can win win a championship at one track like you did at tri-city well i mean we're always a little more focused on tri-city you know home track and it is one of my, my favorite tracks, just because I think it's actually one of the most challenging tracks to get around. Um, you know, uh, we don't really have that great of a, of a setup book yet. You know, we kind of always start with our base stuff and uh, kind of we just show up at a track and work from there. I mean, most of the tracks we ran last season, that was the most traveling we've done um, ever in dirt. And it was all a big learning experience. and. Yeah, we didn't have nothing, and we we still don't have a ton, but we're we're getting there. Well, and it's been a couple of years of transition for you. Uh, you know, we talked at the top uh, that Pro Stocks was was kind of where you were making a living for a little while. Uh, you know, looks like since what here, 2017 or so, uh, kind of been in the Pro Stock realm, uh, mixing in that Hornets uh, division as well as you mentioned. So, uh, got a, had a couple of years of Pro Stocks. What led to uh, making the decision to go IMCA Modifieds? Oh, man, that's been uh, that's been my dream since I was, well, since about when I got out of dirt bikes and we started turning in circles. Uh, modifieds were always my favorite class to watch. They were the most entertaining to me, and, yeah, I never really wanted to race anything but a Modified. I just had to work my way to one. A lot of success in the Pro Stocks, too. Was it a hard decision? Uh, or like, did what? How did how did you know the time was right to make the jump? Oh, well, like I said, my uh, last season in pro stocks, which I do believe would have been eighteen, um, I had a good buddy of mine and his dad, uh, Chris Cahoon. They uh, he kind of stepped away from racing, but he still had his car, and he gave me the opportunity to get in it uh, one time, well, three times all together, and uh, 
yeah, that uh, that that put the nail in the coffin on the pro stock there. As soon as I got in that modified, <laughs> yeah, it's time to sell that and buy one, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> now, now do, do you still have your pro stock stuff, or did that go down the road? I know some of that stuff it might even work, or is a little interchangeable with modifieds. Oh uh, no, I don't have the car at all anymore. That actually, we we sold that, and two days later we were on our way to Wisconsin to pick up the modified. Wow, that's awesome. So this this modified you're driving is uh, what what are you what are you driving? What are you working with? Oh, it's a Harris chassis. Okay, all right. Now, uh, 2011, two feature wins. Or 2011, 2021. Uh, you did mention this. You did travel a lot more. 31 events, two feature wins last year. Tri City and Crystal um, was was last year. You know, you mentioned that you're trying to run for points everywhere, but what was different about last year that you got to get out more and, and kind of travel around than this year? You stayed pretty, you know, close to home. You were uh, missing about um, 11 races off the schedule this year that you had last year. Yeah, well, uh, last year we were we were just trying to get seat time as much as possible, and uh, then we kind of started running decent and having some luck. And uh, we started looking at our ACA rookie points, and we were like, man, we got a shot at this thing. And uh, it was close at the end, but that was really the the main thing. Um, and, you know, like with the pro stock, I wasn't able to go to, you know, Thunderbird. And back when I had my pro stock, Winston only had like three or four cars. So we didn't really get over to that side of the state where with modified, you know, you can pretty much go anywhere. So give me an idea. You said uh, you, you always love modified. That's what you wanted to do. Um, you wanted to be part of that. Is that where it's going to end for you? Or do you have lofty goals above this? I mean, I always said I'd never, ever say no to a late model ride. <laughs> but uh, I, don't, I don't ever see myself buying one. I, uh, I, I've just always been in love with modifieds, and uh, they're – they're so fun and challenging to drive. You know, some days they're you get out of the car going, holy crap, man, this thing is so fun to drive. And then you get out of it the next weekend with the same setup in the car and you're pulling your hair out trying to figure out what to do. I got a quite uh, a lot of the guys in our area like going to some of the big races that are out the around the country, like Boone, Iowa, big IMCA modified race. Um, have you been able to do that? And if not, are you going to try to get your way out there next year? Uh, no, we haven't, we haven't made our way to Boone. Um, man, I, I mean, I see, I see guys like, uh, I mean, I ain't bagging on AJ at all, but, uh, you know, he goes there and he has a tough time. I mean, I'm going to go there and get my butt kicked It kind of, it'd be awesome for the experience, but I don't think I'd stand a chance there for anything. You know, one of, <laughs> one of the things that we hear a lot of our late model guys say is getting your rear end handed to you is good for you. So uh, that might be a good enough reason to go. Yeah. Yeah. The experience just in itself would be worth it. That's a, that's one of the pluses that we have, we've talked about, um, like everybody says, just the atmosphere and the people you meet and you'll talk to and the stuff you'll see is is worth the trip in itself. Well, here's the deal. Uh, you do get a feature win this year, as we alluded to at the top. It doesn't come at the racetrack that you end up winning your championship at. Talk <laughs> about uh, moseying over to Silver Bullet and, and grabbing a feature win. Oh, yeah. We always try to get our way out there a few times and uh, – Man, I don't know. I just we were we were right on point that night. I mean, I think we started pretty deep in the field. I think like seventh or eighth ish. I think, and uh, 
yeah, we worked our way up and it's a pretty it's a pretty tough track to pass on and there's not a not much of a high side, but that's what I was gonna say. Is it kind of reminds you? You mentioned Tri City being tricky. That place gets hard and gets gets slick too. Yeah, well, I kind of. I mean, it, it was definitely slick um, the night that we were there, and I I got tired of sitting in third. Uh, I had Charlie Mahassey and Chad Bennett in front of me, and those are those are the top dogs over there. Yeah, Chad Bennett knows how to get around that place, doesn't he? Yes, he does, and and I said, man, I'd rather go home in sixth than third, so I just started working in the high side, working in the high side, and it finally came in with, like, I think about three to go, and I got by both of them. Wow. So it was a, it was a fun race, too. It was not just a cookie-cutter thing. You had to work for it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's always fun over there. It's a tight little bull ring, and, yeah, I, I have a good time at that track. Tri-City, Thunderbird, Winston, Silver Bullet, uh, Crystal, if we didn't mention it, Merritt Speedway, and uh, I got a picture of you, I think, at I-96 Speedway. Did you go there this year? Yep, yep. Yeah, right. uh, no, no, not not this year. Last, last year. We year. didn't make it out there this okay. year. Talk about those racetracks, right? Again, places you don't get a chance to go to a lot with, with the pro stock. Going there with the IMCA car, are you finding a little bit of a love or a passion for any other racetrack not called Tri City? Do you have Do you have another favorite out there? Oh man, I mean, I kind of like them all in a way. You know, I I never ran up against the wall before <laughs> until I went out to uh, Winston. I think was the first one we went to. <laughs> I mean, that's that track's fun, fun really fun to get around. Quarter panel report, right? Oh, oh yeah, we had a. We had a little more than a quarter panel report. <laughs> yeah, and Thunderbird, that's the night that we went there. There was a big old cushion up top, and I'm, I was about as green as it gets on cushions. I, it, it was fun. It was it was awesome getting around that track. And then Crystal, I went there once in my pro stock. I hated watching Crystal, and we went there in the pro stock many years ago and got tore up on the start. And uh, I said I'd never go back until I went there in a modified. And I, I think that we're going to try to get out there a lot more uh, this coming season. I do. I, I really enjoy going to Crystal. What changed your heart on that? Oh, it's really fun in a modified. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So what was it about the track you didn't like that, that changed, uh, I guess? What, what changed? Well, back in, back in the day, it was pretty rough in a pro stock. Some boys out there, they uh, – I, it's changed quite a bit, but it used to be real rough. Like I said, we didn't even make a lap in the feature, and there was a big old pile up. And yeah, I wasn't a big fan of it in the pro stock. Kendall, you, 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 we've been talking about all these different racetracks that you go to. I want to kind of narrow it down on the surface. A lot of guys don't like a hammer down racetrack because they say, oh, it's fast, but you can't pass. Uh, a lot of guys like to use their talents on a dry slick track because you can't use the throttle a ton. Uh, where do you, where do you think you're best at? Oh, well, when it started, when it started raining that last Friday at Tri-City, I was, I was thanking the Lord for that one. So <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I really love a dry slick racetrack. I just haven't quite got it figured out yet. Um, but I don't, I don't mind holding her wide open on the high side at all. That's that's a good feeling too. Now, did I see that you guys uh, that you celebrated a really big win this year, expanding the family? Did I see that? Yes, yes, you did. All we right. have a little one now. 
How's that going, man? How's that been? Uh, adding adding a little crew member to the to the equation. Well, awesome. I've been I've been looking at quarter midgets for a month now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and the child is what three months old at this point. Two months. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it, it's time, right, Rich? I mean, you can never be too early to the quarter midget game, can you? Quarter midgets are mini wedges, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> what has that been like? Yeah. You know, racing with the family. You know that that's you know that can be tough. We know that we're all family men here on the show. It 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 can be hard to have a racing career and and a little one at home. How's it been so far? Oh, we haven't really done much racing with him. He was born, you know, after the season, but. Everything is going good on our end over here, and I'm looking forward to having a new pick guy. All right, man, cool. Well, I'll tell you what, championship uh, in the bag, nicely done. One feature win this year to go with two last year in that modified. I think that uh, uh, Kendall Morrison is going to be a name that we're going to have to put with the likes of, of A.J. Ward and maybe with uh, you know some of those Jacob Pools and, and, uh, and uh, Thurlby's and that sort of thing is that – you kind of get more comfortable with this race car, man. You're going to be battling these guys for wins more and more often. So um, tell me who it is that made it possible for you to put this awesome season together. Oh, man, there's a lot of people. Uh, first off, i got to thank the good Lord Jesus Christ for all my luck this year. And uh, i got to thank my mom and my dad. Uh, definitely got to thank my wife. Uh, i got to thank my brother Rob for all the hard work he puts in at the track. i got to thank my buddy Ryan for helping out as much as he does. Uh, Jim Giffen, he does a lot of work, too. Uh, I got to thank David Milky for all the help setup wise on stuff. And then uh, for sponsors, uh, I got to thank Michael T. Canuti Dumpsters, uh, Jared Snyder with Amsoil, uh, Saginaw Welding Supply, UFFC Church of God, uh, Brian Dinsmore over at Garber Chevrolet, The Village Inn in Linwood, and uh, Chris Feeger at uh, Eagle One Bait Co. You know what I noticed there, Rich? He made sure to thank the lady at home. You got to take care of the house, right? You got to make sure that you keep the, the, the house. Is ha- if mama's happy, everybody's happy, right? That's the, That's, that's got to be one of the first two on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Kendall, man, uh, good job. Uh, this PR stuff will get easier the more you put it in victory lane, which I think is going to be your future here. Uh, Pick up that championship at Tri-City. Nicely done. And, uh, man, looking forward to seeing what 2023 has in store for you. You'll be back. Uh, more modified racing, right? Looking to defend? Yep, yep, looking to defend. All right, man, cool. Hey, good job, congratulations, and uh, good luck with what you got going next year. Appreciate it. All righty, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right, uh, what, a, what a nice interview with Kendall, and uh, it was kind of funny, you know, uh, he said, a little, I'm going to take you behind the curtain a little bit. He said, hey, I screwed up on my sponsors. Can we try that again? So we recut it, and Rich, he forgot God and wife. Uh, so th- that is a good enough reason for me to let you recut your sponsors, okay? <laughs> right when he right when he said that, I knew what they were. Yeah, I knew ex- what they were right ex- off the top exactly. of my head because I because I said he didn't say those the first time, but uh, we're just teasing him. But yeah. uh, nice job, nice job by that young man. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, I, I think second year you've already got a championship. You got three feature wins in two years in the modifieds. I think he's going to come in come into his own, and I think maybe uh, we'll we'll hear his name a little bit more. Yeah, I think so too. But Zach, I got to tell you. I was busy. We didn't get into it. I was busy this weekend. Yeah. And and I had a busy Saturday. So I made the trek out to Owasso Speedway uh, for the Michigan Auto Racing Fag Club board meeting. And I was able to get a look at the new pavement. And what a job they did, Zach. It looks just spectacular. It's amazing. Um, so we got to sit down and, and, and do our board meeting uh, where we uh, 
voted on the special awards for the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club Banquet uh, that's coming up. And uh, we know who those are. And I, I'm not going to tell you tonight because I'm not allowed to. Okay. Um, All right. But but we uh, – so then after that, we went over to the Sideline Sports Grill in downtown Owasso for the general meeting. And what a turnout. The room was overfilled. Uh, they had they gave us room for 50 people, and we had people outside of the room at tables. So it was an unbelievably, unbelievable show show up for, for the fans who came out. Uh, Rex Wheeler and Jeff Parrish spoke about the current and future upgrades as part of the Owasso Speedway Revitalization Program. Uh, drivers David McManus and Chad Freeman were on hand. They spoke to the fans and talked about their 2022 championship seasons. And, uh, you know, we all had a great time, great food. And, Zach, uh, I will tell you that I think I've got it all worked out. We are going to have the exclusive for the special award winner announcement right here on Horsepower Happenings for the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club. Um, like I said, that banquet is on January 21st. Um, and uh, I think we're going to keep everything under wraps till then, but we're going to unveil the special award winners right here on Horsepower Happenings. That's going to be cool. I tell you what, it pays to have somebody on the inside. That's for sure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but cool. And, and glad to see you got a first look at Owasso. Um, like I, it's well documented. I've never been there before, but the pictures, it, it just looks like it, they did a really nice job. Yeah. I was, I was talking to Jeff Parrish. I said that I was trying to talk him into racing stripes in the corners. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And they, to, to make it, that, that's what they did to Toledo after they paved it. It's not the line that you run, but it just makes it look like, it just makes it look like a bigger racetrack. Right. You know, it just seems like, and he says, Oh, we're thinking about doing that. So we'll have to, we'll have to see what they want to top off at the end, but what they got done. Um, man, that track just looks so different and, and they got some banking in there. And I even asked Jeff, I said, they're going to still run the same line. They said, cause it could be pretty fast if they run up top again there. So, uh, we'll have to see next spring, but, uh, boy, it just looks spectacular what they got done so far. And Zach, uh, on the phone lines. Now we have one of the gentlemen that, uh, showed up at the Michigan auto racing fad club meeting on Saturday and spoke to the group. Uh, he did a great job. Uh, also picked up a couple championships championships here in 2022. We'll talk all about that. Chad Freeman, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Thank you guys for having me. All right, we're going to get this off on a good note because you have to. I'm going to make you do it again because you did it on your own on Saturday. Tell the story about trying to come <laughs> on the show because everybody in the room loved it. Oh, man. Uh, so pretty much... I'm a big fan of horsepower happenings and I always listen to the podcast with my AirPods at work. And, uh, I seen Zach at one of the races at tri city and I told him, Hey man, you ought to get me on horsepower happenings. And he said, if you go out there and you win this race, you'll be on horsepower happenings. And I'm sitting in the shoe. I was actually starting on the pole and it was for a thousand to win. And I was dead set in my mind. I am winning this race just for that reason. And we go to pull out on the track and they turn us around backwards and we race backwards. Cause at tri city, you run one time a year, you race backwards. And that was the night. And my car was not set up to go that way whatsoever. And I think I ended up fourth and that was a big letdown. <laughs> 
You know, I so got to tell told, you. So, so Zach, he told the story in front of everybody, and they all went, ah. I got to so, tell you, I and, remember. And he's, staring at, and he's staring at me. Yeah. Like it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, I remember that night uh, so well. I was in, uh, Chad, I think I was in the tech area with the late model guys uh, because they, yes, had just, you they had just run their feature, and you guys were up. And uh, this guy comes up to me wearing a fire suit. He says, I love your show. Love what you guys are doing. I want to be on your show. And, Rich, you know this. My default answer is do something, and I'll bring you on the show. And so that was my answer, Chad. Put it in victory lane. I'll bring you on the show on Monday. And, uh, you know, of course, you're a multi-time champion. You've definitely earned your spot on the show. But, man, I remember that night very, very well. Uh, So I'm glad we are able to finally make it happen, man. I appreciate you holding on to that so dearly. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So, man, you 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 really have had so much success, um, you know, in your front wheel drive. And I got to tell you, I used to race front wheel drives. That's where I started. This is a division that doesn't get a lot of love. Uh, it's a division that actually, quite frankly, gets quite a bit of hate. But this this division has evolved and has grown. is very competitive. And uh, you guys sometimes can put on the best race of the night uh, in, in this four cylinder division. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know for sure we bring the most cars usually and our, the racing is, it's close. I mean, the top five are right under a blanket for the win. Um, especially the top two, me and Chris, we battle it out every single weekend door to door. And, uh, he is, he's a great competitor, someone that's great to race against. He's always raced me clean. And uh, he made me win. Any win that I got this year, he made me earn for sure. And actually the last past two years, because we've been racing, we've been doing this dirt track stuff for two years now. Yeah, talk to me about where you came from beforehand, because when you look on my race pass, uh, you don't really start to uh, get a lot of races under your belt as far as places that we're used to until kind of after COVID-19, 2020 season, you know, then 2021, it really explodes the year merit and Tri-City almost every week and, and kind of taking everybody's money. What was your, what was your tenure beforehand? Um, so I started out doing demolition derbies and bump and runs. They're called at the local County fairgrounds. I started doing that in 2012. I was 12 years old. And then I did that up until 2018 and at 2018, I started racing circle track at Whittemore, and I liked it. So I said, okay, 2019, we're going to hit circle track full swing. And that, in 2019, is when I fully shifted from the county fairground racing front-wheel drives to the circle track front-wheel drives. And pretty much uh, the start was not very good. I went to Whittemore, and the very first race that I raced, I went. I started first in the feature, and I ended up getting lapped, and I finished 20th. And then the very next week, we went to Merritt, actually, to try racing on dirt. And I barrel-rolled my car three times oh my in turn goodness. three and four. So my very first dirt track race ever, I barrel rolled three times. When was this again? So start, what, what, when was this? This was early, early 2019. Early 2019. Okay. Zach, I got I to gotta follow this up. Chad, what part of that says I should keep I doing this? I should go back. Yeah, let's do this again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So 
I didn't actually go back. The rest of the year, I didn't go back to dirt track at all. I said, you know, maybe that isn't for me. And so I continued racing at Whittemore. And rookie year, I didn't get any wins. And then uh, 2020, I ended up getting 10th place in points at Whittemore. And then we ended up traveling around a little bit mid-season 2020. We went to uh, Owasso. We were racing Owasso. We were going to, we actually went to the Can-Am Nationals and we won the Can-Am Nationals in 2020. Um, and then we went to Tri-City for the first time. And that was when it was, that was my redemption at dirt tracks. It was hell tour night, 2020. And I ended up, I started on the pole and I think I won it by seven or eight seconds just by cruising around on the bottom. It was a super, super dry slick track because the late models and, uh, right, right then and there when I won and I got out the dirt track crowd, that's what sealed the deal. They went nuts. And, uh, so Chad, yeah, oh, no, I, I just want to know what, you know, from having the bad luck, what was the turning point for you where you figured it out? When was that? Do you remember when that was? Um, probably, so the hardest part when I started doing circle track is when you're in the lead, you don't know where anybody is and you don't know how far, you don't know how far you're ahead. So I would always yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And then I'd end up getting passed. And then over time, it was like, I was just constantly getting third and fourth. And once I got that first win out of the way, it right then and there from the first win, I, every week it just started clicking, you know, this is what I need to do on a weekly basis. This is how you go into the corner. This is how you exit the corner, you know, cause the front wheel drives, they really are super tricky. To drive about this uh you know this success that you found 2020 uh tri-city you knock a couple off there second place as well um and then you move into 2021 nine feature wins in 38 starts including 28 top tens and 24 top fives uh and then 2022 staggering numbers 28 top 10s, 28 top 5s, 17 wins across 31 events. Um, that 88 car, I think, was about ready to get run out of the state there at one point. What in the world did you find here this season You were that you were just unstoppable? Um, yeah, so it, I, honestly, I think it's momentum. It was just coming off of the good year, 2021, winning the Tri-City points and the Challenge Series points in 2021. I just, uh, I really wanted to win Merit last year. And uh, so winning two of the three really motivated me to go out there and really get after trying to trace, to chase that Triple Crown and win all three. And uh, it all started with Wood Tick. I wanted to win Wood Tick. That was the big one. Chad, I have to ask you, uh, you know, I, I didn't tell Zach about this story, but tell me what happened, what they made you do. Because, Zach, if you remember, Chad is not a tiny fella, okay? Right, right. So 
so uh, you know he's he, he's not missed too many meals if you if you've seen Chad Freeman. Tell me what they did to you, and you still ended up winning. So I blew up opening night, and we changed the motor, and then we went back the second week, and we won the feature, and then we won again and again, and I think we rattled off four feature wins after opening night. And uh, on the third or fourth win, they I pulled into tech and uh, they said, yep, we're, we got to slow you down. And I, my argument to them was, look, I'm not even the fastest car because if you looked at my race pass and you looked at the times, usually I wasn't the fastest car. I was just the most consistent. And I said, okay, well, how are you going to slow me down? And he said, I'm making you weigh V6 weight. And at Tri-City, the four cylinders have to weigh 2,400 pounds, which is what I weighed. And the V6s weigh 2,700 pounds. So they made me add 300 pounds of lead into my car. Wow. Unreal. And how did yeah. how, how did things go after that? Um, they did, I think what we did was we went a tire size smaller to make up for the the loss of RPMs coming out of the corner because right away I noticed that the weight, it didn't really affect me like in the long run going around the track, but like restarts, I couldn't, I couldn't time a restart at all with the weight. And uh, that's, it was pretty much coming out of the corner that really got me. And so we, my dad went to work and he was looking, he did some research and uh, we lowered the tire size and we kept on winning after that. Did, was there ever a conversation about uh, moving you back to where you were or uh, adding more weight or anything like that? Or was that, was that sufficient for the rest of the season? So I won the four in a row was at Tri-City. I won two at Mara at the time. And they told me that I had to add weight at Tri-City. And they told me at first that I only had to have it in for Tri-City races. And then but I went there and they said that I had to have the weight there as well. So I was like, that was a big bummer. But then I said, okay, if I have it, can I at least take it out for the Challenge Series races? And they said that I couldn't take it out for the Challenge Series races either. So all three championships were won with a restricted car. Wow. That is impressive, dude. Nicely done. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, honestly, it wasn't, it was just the car handled amazing. My dad does an amazing job handling, making the cars handle. He's honestly a front wheel drive genius with the handling. Chad, I have to ask you, you know, you go through all that, you, you're, you're successful before you add the weight, you add it, and then you go back to winning. Um, after, after you do that, does it give you a little bit more step when you're walking through the pit area? Yeah, in mentally, yeah. I don't really. I'm So when in 2016, when I was racing bumper runs, I won my first feature, and I got out, and I was like, laughing at everybody that I beat and I was just really cocky and you know it was not good 
So the last two years, I've just tried to be as humble as I could be and be blessed to, to the, even be there. You know, not everybody gets the chance to race as much as I do because I have perfect attendance at Tri-Cities the last two years. And each year, 2021 and 2022, I missed one night at Merritt. Well, you do, you're doing now what I think any driver should do. You've, you've ruled the roost. You've routed the field. Uh, you made your mark. You, you, you put the exclamation mark on the season. Now you are making the step into the next division, into the next genre of racing. Uh, last month or so, you made a trip, bought yourself a rear-wheel drive street stock, and uh, that looks like it's going to be the plan for 23. Talk about that. Yeah. Um, so when it come time at the end of this past year, it got near the end of race season and a lot of people were, Hey, you know, what are you doing next year? You know, are you staying in the four cylinders? And I didn't really know. And then, uh, actually Dale cake who won, uh, the tri city championship, his dad come over to me and he said, Hey, I want you to get in our car and I want to see how you do. And I said, really? Cause I've been trying forever to get people to let me just to see if I can do it. And he's like, yep come on over after the races. So after the races, Dale actually had just swept championship weekend at Tri-City and Merritt. I get in the car and he's teaching me how to do it. And I go out there and it was a feeling that I'll never forget. I mean, it was, it was truly shocking because watching them and being in one are two totally different things so do you feel confident? I mean, what are your ex- expectations, goals, things like that? Um, Have you had a chance to drive I, this this car that you purchased yet or, or no? As for how do I expect myself to do, I'm holding myself to a goal of one feature win and one heat win for 2023. Because this is going to be the year to learn. I have, it's a lot different. But uh, and the competition is probably a lot. I mean, it is a lot higher in the street stocks. I mean, there there are some big names. If you want to win a championship at Merritt, you have to go through Rick Spencer, and I think he's won thirty two track championships in his life. Wow, unreal, Chad. I thought it was cool. At, I thought it was cool at the fan club meeting. You know, somebody asked you the difference, and. and you were very smooth and, and it, you made it sound so simple what the difference is between how you drive a front wheel drive and how you mm-hmm. drive a street stock. Explain yep. that. So pretty much with a front wheel drive, when you go into the corner, you have to set your right front up to go through the corner where with a rear wheel drive, it's completely opposite. You're driving with the right rear tire. So pretty much going into the corner is completely different. The middle of the corner is completely different. Coming out of the corner is completely different. And you have to two foot, you have to have a foot on the brake and the gas in the street stock where in the front wheel drive, I would pretty much hammer down almost 95% all the way around the track. So it's in, in all honesty, the front wheel drives, it's, it's a feather game with the gas pedal because you go, you bury it into the corner and it's going to push and you have to feather it to where you come out clean. That's where I feel like 
a lot of people in the front wheel drives, they, they asked me how I had so much success at Tri-City. And, uh, cause I think I, so at Tri-City, I've ran 30 features there and I have 14 losses and I have 16 wins, which leads to a 53% win percentage. And people always ask me all the time, you know, what is, what's, what are you doing? You know what I mean? And I really feel like the problem is people overdrive going into the corner. Zach, I love how he says it. Did you catch that? 16 wins, 14 losses. He didn't finish second. That's he right. either won or he lost. That's right. Man, <laughs> yep. uh, uh, Chad, what an awesome uh, what an awesome tally that you put together in the front-wheel drive. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to be watching to see if uh, you can make it carry over, right? I mean, front-wheel drives is one thing. Rich has said it, though, before. If you can hold a steering wheel, it doesn't matter what division you're in, you can hold a steering wheel. So, uh, uh, Or you can race, right? Right. Everybody can hold a steering wheel. If you can race and win, then you can race and win. So uh, excited to see what 2023 brings you, man. I hope it goes well for you. Yep, I'm super excited. I, I, The next summer can't get here soon enough. Yeah. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, hey, I know you got some people that made it possible for you to have that championship uh, and rack up those 17 wins this year. So tell me who it is that made that possible. Um, let me go here. Um, West Michigan Pat Liquidation is my biggest sponsor. They are out of uh, Greenville, Michigan, and they helped me a ton. Um, MFR Motorsports, that's me, my dad, and my uncle. We bust our butts in the shop. Um, TR Timber, Thayer Roofing, TK Builders, Sweet Graphics, Lalonde Auto Sales, Van Work Glass, Team Bill, uh, Lemon Squeezy Enterprise, um, Mastin Conley, Mark Zing, um, Saginaw Welding, R&W Transmission, I actually have a bunch of new sponsors that are there. I actually have people calling me to be on the street stock for next year. So that's a super good feeling. That's impressive, man. Cool. All right. Well, hey, Chad, we appreciate you making time to join us tonight on Horsepower Happenings. Uh, nicely done on the championships. Nicely done on the feature wins. And uh, like I said, we're looking forward to seeing what 2023 brings you. Good luck. Thank you, guys. Okay, well, appreciate Chad joining us on the show tonight. Of course, Kendall being on as well. And, uh, Rich, uh, believe it or not, we have an upcoming event to talk about. You found one on the calendar somewhere. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe I tripped over it, and then I saw where it was. I said, oh, we got to talk about this. Yeah. So, uh, so it's Saturday, November 26th, so that is uh, the weekend of Thanksgiving. That's Saturday. Uh, the Bad Santa 100 Enduro at Kalamazoo Speedway. So best I can figure, it's a combination enduro, demolition, do what you want for 100 laps. Let's see who is the first one across the finish line. Right. Uh, also, they're going to have spectator drag. So anybody who thinks they're a race car driver and wants to take the grocery getter out there, uh, you can sign the release because they are not going to re be responsible <laughs> for you wrecking your brand new your brand new Camaro, your brand new truck. Uh, you can come out there and you can uh, you can race match race on the on the Kalamazoo Speedway. So Saturday, November 26th, gates will open at 11. Afternoon racing at 2 p.m. I'm guessing November 26th, 
you'll probably want to bring a hoodie or two. Oh, yeah. Just you're gonna, saying. Uh, maybe a couple of layers. So, All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Horsepower Happenings. Again, Kendall and uh, Chad, we appreciate them doing what they do and uh, being on the show tonight. So uh, that's going to wrap it up. If you have suggestions on who we should talk to, who you think we need to get in touch with, let us know. Working down the list of champions from across the state as well. Uh, but, uh, of course, if there's somebody who you think we need to talk to, let us know. If they got a cool story, we'd love to hear about it here on Horsepower Happenings. Also, be on the lookout. If I say this, it makes me accountable. Uh, we're bringing back the HPH Best or Most Popular Driver Challenge this winter, and uh, so we're going to get that launched here in a couple of weeks as well. So be on the lookout for that. That, That's, it's, it's, it's recorded. you got to do it now. It's on there. Uh, <laughs> everyone heard it. I've got accountability at this point. So uh, I think that's going to do it, Rich. Anything else? No, man. I'm just getting ready. Um, Snowball you know, Derby coming up a little here. bit. Yeah. Yeah, i got a couple weeks for that, just getting ready, trying to get the trying to get the plans all straightened out. I'm really looking for that. Uh, that's going to be an unbelievable race. I saw the most recent entry list. We'll do a preview of that as we get closer. Um but man, what a, what an entry list for this year's Snowball Derby. I think only four drivers who have ever won it before are going to be there this year. Wow. So, and I I think there's 40 some 50 cars that are that are showing up there. So, uh, we'll get into that more, but I am really looking forward to getting down there and checking that out. That's going to be awesome. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Horsepower Happenings. On behalf of Scott Mendel, who pays the bills, Rich France, who does everything else, I'm Zach Heiser, saying thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week, same time, same place. Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.